0: So hallelujah, Father Yahweh, oh my goodness, we just come before you, Lord, and we thank you for forgiving us. We thank you for the blood, Lord, that you traded in our dirty rags for your life, for your heartbeat, your last breath. There's so much love. Your love is such a treasure, and your love is so rich. You are our heaven. You are our She'maim, and we, our home is with you, even while we're still here in these mortal bodies. We are seated in heavenly places with you. And we just cannot express our gratitude, Lord, for everything you are and everything you've done. Father, I pray that you would give us peace in the midst of the storm, that you would help us to be asleep in the boat. Lord, that you would silence the voice of the enemies, that you would cancel the plans of the enemies, Lord, and that you would set us on a higher higher places than we've ever been before. Open the heavens and take us higher than we've ever been before in you, in your spirit, in your glory, in your beauty, inside of your love. Consume us, God, and let there be nothing that's not of you in our hearts, and our minds. Cleanse us, set us free. Heal us, heal our minds, heal our souls, heal our bodies, and surround us with walls of fire. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you for protecting us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank Amen. you so much. Hallelujah. What a blessing. I tell you, I I, I am so encouraged right now. Um, and I hope all of you, uh, if you're with us and tracking with us each week, that you are spending time meditating on John chapter 14, 15, and 16. Some people like to take chapter 13 to 17 and, uh, you know, uh, uh, a scripture sandwich. <laughs> but uh, what I like about 14 uh, to 16, I believe that these are some of the key instructions of Yeshua, obviously, before uh, he uh, gives up his life for us. Uh, for our freedom and Messiah hallelujah but in these portions of scripture this is about the believer the transformation of what happens within our lives and uh, I've just been meditating on chapter 15 and going through a few bits on on 15 and we only just opened up a few verses last week and I really felt what was more important last week is we just spent time in testimony time and prayer yeah, we, we pulled a few bits of the scripture out in the first few verses. And, you know, I really want to um, use this portion of scripture as a platform to incorporate other elements of the scriptures into it. So we have a better understanding because, you know, I, I get the opportunity to minister to the Jewish people on an ongoing basis. And, you know, they've got... Uh, this whole problem with believers in Yeshua calling Yeshua Elohim, like you're calling Messiah God. There's only one God, you know, there's only, he, he's the only one God. And, uh, you know, so they find that difficult understanding. But when we start seeing the order of scripture of what Yeshua says, how he communicates, and we read from uh, Psalm 80, just halfway through uh, our time yesterday where it talked about uh, the sun at the right hand and the importance of the Messiah. And that's a great psalm. And it's a psalm I like to use when I'm sharing with uh, a Jewish people. Um, People about the importance of the Messiah, verse 7 to 19, if you want to take a note of that, if you missed that last week. But I want to really focus on what we are seeing here. Yeshua opened up in chapter 15. He said, I am the true vine. Hallelujah. I'm the true vine. Yeah, there's many vines. You know, there's many plants. Listen, you can get an apple tree. You can get, you know, a a pear tree and an apple tree, and you can... Um, um, uh, what's the word? You, you can uh, have them join together, right? You, you can incorporate them together, but they will not bear fruit, okay? The grafting in, they won't bear fruit because they are not of the same kind. So there's different vines, there's different systems, you know, there's different religions and different ways of seeing the word, and one thing I want to really emphasize on the importance of what we get out of this, and out of this portion of scripture, and where is Yeshua heading within these few chapters? What is he trying to explain to us? He he says, don't worry. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled, and we see that a few times in chapter 14 in verse 1 and also in verse 27. Don't let your hearts be troubled, and don't be afraid. It's so important that I go away. It's so important that you receive the Ruach HaKodesh. We need the Spirit. We have to understand that Yeshua and the Father are one, that they are one. And uh, today I want to look at the importance of what it's saying here. It, it It talks about bearing fruit. It doesn't talk about bearing fruits. And, you know, we have the... the the fruit of the Spirit, and what's interesting that in Galatians chapter 5, when it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, it starts talking about all the different attributes of the fruit. It's not like a whole bunch of all different types of fruit. It's one fruit, and we have this confidence in Messiah in our faith. You know, there's many things that we can be, there's many things that we can do in our works of the flesh. But when it comes to the work of the Spirit within us and the fruit of the Spirit in us, we can see uh, the the characteristics of the Father through the Son within our lives. And this is vitally important. So we'll read a few verses here in chapter 15, and then we're just going to bounce around A few scriptures to be encouraged here today, and then we'll open things up for a time of uh, testimony and a time of sharing. So in verse five, it says, Yeshua speaking, I am the vine. This is John 15. I'm the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. People should be able to look at us and see Messiah. We have the authority of Messiah dwelling within us. And on the importance of fruit, if we look at fruit, I want us to go to the book of Hosea. And that's a, a book I love, uh, Hosea, where it talks about the return of the northern kingdom and the repentance and the blessings of what takes place and also the clear Uh, focus on the marriage that is spoken of in there uh, at the beginning, the first few chapters is very powerful. But in Hosea chapter 14, right at the end, you know, I always like to go to the beginning of the book. Uh, You know, look, I spend most of my time reading the Bible. I haven't really got, you know, look, I do read other books. I like to, you know, I have seasons where I read books. Uh, Sometimes, I, you know, like when I've had operations and things, I find myself buying a bunch of books um, of you know just uh, things for spiritual encouragement or teaching or learning books. And one thing I like to do is I like to read the beginning of the book, then I like to get to the back of the book and just read how it's concluding. And I like to do this within biblical books as well. So we see the start of the book, and then we see the end of the book. And at the end of the book, what's the message that's coming forth in the book of Hosea? It's Ephraim. What more have I do uh, have I to do with idols? Verse eight. I will answer him and care for him. I am like a flourishing Jupiter. But here, here's the key juniper. Sorry, it's your fruitfulness comes from me, and this is the key word. Your fruitfulness comes from me. Where does our fruitfulness come from? It comes from Yahovah. Who is wise, let them realize these things. Who is discerning, let them understand. The ways of Yehovah are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. And, you know, another thing we could say on the rebellious, those who are not grafted in, they're going to stumble in them. Why? You can't do this by works. And this is what... I love about fruit. When we receive the fruit, what does the fruit do? It brings forth nourishment. And this is what we are called to be to each other. We are called to be nourishment to each other from the Spirit. Hallelujah. I love spending time with the body of Messiah, with believers, so that we can be edified and built up in the most holy faith, that we can be an encouragement to each other a strength to each other, your faithfulness, the, the, your fruitfulness, sorry, comes from me. Now, if we go to Psalm chapter 1 as well, uh, another uh, scripture I love because of the importance of the of the outline. Now, you just think about this. This is before Yeshua, and he's basically saying, If you are in that position where you meditate on the law day and night, you meditate on the instructions of Yahweh day and night, you'll be like a tree planted by streams of of, uh, water, which yields what? It's fruit in season. So we talked last week about the opening. You know, I am the true vine and my father's the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit. Now, it's interesting. Some people will say, the, the, the translation is not to be cut off, but he lifts up. And, uh, you know, there's quite an interesting theological debate on the breakdown of what is the right words to use for that portion of Scripture. But, you know, if it's cut off or it's to lift up to bear more fruit, if you're in Messiah, the very heart of the Father through the Son is that you are lifted up to bear fruit, yes. But, you know, if you choose to walk by the flesh, there's a couple of scriptures we're going to read that tells us what are the consequences of walking in the flesh. And I don't want to get ahead of myself as we just sort of flow with this, but what we see in Psalm, 12, uh, Psalm 1, right at the beginning of the book of Psalms, you know, it starts with what? It starts with the importance of having counsel, from the torah from his instructions and how does sam end sam's ends in praise hallelujah so you know we rejoice in the victory of who we are in messiah so we yield fruit in season so just because you're not in a fruitful season you know it takes time to bear fruit when you plant a tree you know you get an apple tree i was just with my mom at the beginning of the year. And I remember when she planted her little apple tree, just a tiny little apple tree. Now that was years ago, uh, probably, what, um, yeah, maybe 12, 15 years ago. Now that tree is so big and powerful, it actually kicked the whole wall out and knocked down our little wall on the edge of the garden because the tree grew so big. And they had to rebuild the, the retaining wall around the patio because of how powerful the root system of the tree was. But when you look at that tree at the beginning, it doesn't look like much. It'd be very easy to criticize, wouldn't it? It'd be very easy to say, hey, I met this person. What type of person is that? I didn't really see the fruitfulness or the fruit uh, or the fruits of the spirit uh, in their walk. And they might be newly saved or whatever's going on within their life. But there's a process about growing in fruit there's a process about growing in the messiah and the process that we have to understand is the importance of remaining in him yeshua he is the brand uh, he, he he is the vine we are the branches hallelujah so if it's cut off or if it's lifted up i'm okay with either or because i also see what it says it says it says in verse 6 if you do not remain in me so if you don't stay in me If you're not connected to the vine, basically, what is it saying? Those branches, what's going to happen to them? They're going to be thrown away. They're going to wither, and those branches will be picked up and put into the fire and burnt. Well, what's that saying? It's not a message on losing your salvation. It's basically saying whatever you do in the flesh counts for nothing. It's only what is done in the Messiah that counts for anything. So, you know, you'll see a lot of people using this portion of Scripture to uh, to persuade the backslider to come back or to tell people you're about to be thrown into the fiery hell pit and so on and so forth. And maybe what it's just talking about here is the importance that how do we make that transfer from the flesh to truly living life in the Spirit? And this is what Yeshua is trying to get home to us, the importance of of living life in the Spirit. He wants us to get to that place where we move into a new dimension of what it truly means to walk in the Spirit. If we go to the book of Proverbs chapter 11, and the reason I want to open up these uh, scriptures here is because what we see is we see the message that Yeshua is teaching is in the beginning of the book. It's not something new that he's just fought up. What does it say in verse 30? The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and the one who is wise saves lives. And the one who is wise saves lives. If the righteous receive the due on earth, how much more the ungodly and the sinner? So the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And what do we know about the tree of life? It's Messiah. The fruit of the righteous is the tree of life. So the fruit of the righteous is Messiah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. In chapter 12, in verse 14, it says, from the fruit of the lips, people are filled <clears throat> with good things, and the works of their hands bring them reward and You know, I'm going to bounce around a little bit here, but, you know, I encourage you, go back and see the pattern of what is outlined within Proverbs chapter 11. It's powerful, because what do we see? We see this, uh, are you walking in the flesh? Are you walking in the spirit? Are you walking in the flesh? So it opens up, Yahweh detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights uh, find favor with him. Verse two, when pride comes, then comes what? This grace. But with humility comes wisdom. So you see, you've got a choice. How are you going to live your life? Are you going to live your life with the ways of the world, with the, uh, the, the fruitless deeds of your own wisdom? Or are we going to walk in the vine are we going to remain in the vine and be fruitful for that which is spiritual so that's a little bit of homework there as well just to keep your uh uh you know that that portion of scripture there in proverbs chapter 11 um i spent you know some time just meditating going through the whole chapter and just circled all the different uh things that pointed out that which was of the flesh and the consequences and that which is of righteousness and the blessings. And, you know, we are born again of the Spirit, but guess what? We live in this fleshly body. So what's the battle that we face every day? Come on. We all face the battle every day. Are we going to live life in the Spirit? Are we going to tell the flesh, you must submit, you must yield, to that which is of the spirit, or are you going to allow the flesh to rule? Now, if you allow the flesh to rule, you're going to see the consequences of what comes forth with the flesh ruling. And that's why I want us to jump to Galatians chapter 5. And in this portion of Scripture, uh, you know, it's powerful. I'm going to read a few bits of it. and Maybe I'll just read, uh, you know, from verse 13. I'm not sure how much I'll read. Uh, there's a few parts I want to pull out of here. Um, But, you know, look, the, the, the real foundation of why I want to be in Galatians 5 is it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. It doesn't say the fruits of the Spirit. It's not the fruits, plural, it's singular. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such thing there is no law. Those who belong to Messiah Yeshua, what have they done? They have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Okay, so the flesh has got passion and desire. So let's look at what some of those things are. We'll go back to verse 13 of the chapter. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. We are called to be free And how do we get that freedom? By the life in the spirit. If you remain in me and I remain in you, this is the key. So it says, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Oh, hallelujah. So, yeah, you've got the freedom in Messiah. And this is like, you know, greasy, sloppy grace. Yeah. Oh, you know, all these people, uh, you know, you've got Messiah, Go live like you want and just ask for forgiveness. It's easier to get forgiveness than permission. No, that's not how we're called to live our life. So you've got this freedom, but don't indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. And this is powerful. This is powerful about remaining. You know, I talked about the grafting in of two types of trees. If it's an apple tree or uh, a peach, or it doesn't really matter, what an orange and a pomegranate, right? Listen, they'll graft in and the branches will grow because the sap is rising, but they won't be able to produce fruit. So what we've got to do is we've got to understand we have this freedom, but don't take this freedom and think we have this freedom. We can live like, like we like and, and just think that you, you can sear your conscience that everything's going to be all right before the Father. But there's a purpose. And the purpose is, what's the purpose of fruit? The fruit is to bring nourishment, right? We are called to bring nourishment to each other. We're called to nourish each other in our faith. Hallelujah. So we don't want to indulge in the, in the flesh, but rather serve one another Humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command love your neighbor as yourself. Now, this is powerful. And we understand the two key things that are the summary of the Ten Commandments love the the Lord thy God and serve him only, and love your neighbor as yourself. You know, that, that is the Ten Commandments. That's the importance of the full. This of the commandment love your neighbor as yourself if you bite and devour each other watch out or you will be destroyed by each other and that's exactly what happens it's it's so easy for us to have you know the fruit of the flesh and let's just talk about you know the consequences of the acts of the flesh they're coming up in just a couple of verses but verse 16 so i say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So, if you're struggling, if there's things that you are going through, things that you are dealing with, and feeling like, man, I need, I need strength. If we remain in Him, and He in us, we're going to have uh, the ability and the strength that only comes by the Spirit. You can only overcome the flesh by the Spirit, right? So, it says, don't gratify. Uh, the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. You don't have your heavenly body yet. All right, so recognize the battle that you and I are in. If we are going to nourish and be an encouragement and be a blessing to others, we have to remain in the vine. You know, we've got to have that fruit so that we can uh, minister into the hearts of others. Okay, so there's a conflict because we're still in this flesh. We haven't got our heavenly body, but we have victory in Yeshua by the Ruach HaKodesh, by the Spirit. We have victory. Hallelujah. So verse 18, but if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law, And what's that talking about? You're not under the consequences of the law. Why? Because you're walking by the spirit. Hallelujah. The act of the flesh or the acts, uh, plural of the flesh, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies. And the like. What's he basically saying? And the like. And etc. Uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. There's so many things. There's so many things you can look at. What what are we talking about? It's the act of the flesh. There's so many acts of the flesh, right? And the like, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of Elohim wow, those who live like this won't inherit the kingdom of God. But let me tell you, it doesn't mean that the person is doing all of these things. They're not involved in witchcraft. They're not involved in drunkenness and orgies. It might just be one thing. It might be fits of rage. It might be anger. Uh, you, know, it, 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 you know, it doesn't mean that you're actively involved in all of those things. But what do we see when it comes to, the fruit of the Spirit. It says, but the fruit singular of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, uh, you know, against such things there is no law. What are you doing, Jojo? Come on. This is Joey. He's a it must, be, it must be a thunderstorm out there because he doesn't like thunder. So it looks like he's joining me. You all right, my boy? Huh? You all right? Okay. So against such things, there is no law. Why? Because you're not going to be in a place of condemnation. You're going to be walking in the freedom uh, because you. what have we done? We've crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step. With the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So, how can we bring blessing to each other? How can we bring encouragement to each other? Because these are the things that, uh, you know, I, I really believe the Holy Spirit wants us to get out of what we're reading in John chapter 14, 15, and 16. So, back there in Matthew chapter 13, you know, there's an interest Scripture here about um, about uh, the blessings, about uh, the seed uh, fallen on the good soil. And, and what does it say? It says it will produce a crop a hundred, sixty or thirty times what was sown. Um, everyone who has an ear, let him hear. So what is the secret and what is the power of, of what it of what it truly means, the word of Elohim is um, the, the is the, the word of God is sown within our lives. We need the word to be planted within us. It's talking about spiritual results, spiritual blessings within our life. It's not about what counts for the flesh. You know, we have authority in the spirit. And the Father wants to take us to higher places in the Spirit. He wants us to experience the richness and the fullness of His fruit. And, you know, we, we should see the attributes of the Spirit that we read in Galatians chapter 5 within our lives on an ongoing basis. And if we are living in the flesh, then the challenge is, Father, teach me by the Spirit to have your word planted within me so that the 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 seed of your word will bring forth fruit. And that's what's important. You know, it's spiritual fruit that is planted within us. In Romans chapter seven, in verse four, it says, my brothers, you also died to the law through the body of Messiah that you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead in order that what? That we might bear fruit for Elohim. So we might bear fruit from for Elohim. This is what is important. And uh, if we go to Ephesians chapter 5 as well, and uh, let me just get there. Ephesians chapter 5, <coughs> verse 8, for for you were once darkness, but now you are light in Yehovah. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases Yahovah. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It's shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated uh, becomes uh, everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, a Messiah will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. And that's what we saw there back in Proverbs chapter eleven. It's opening up the choices. You know, are we going to live as wise or unwise? Psalm chapter one. Are we going to meditate on the word, on his instructions, on his law day and night? Do we want to be like uh, trees planted by streams of living water? Hallelujah. So, you know, let's not be foolish. Let's not uh, um, get caught up in what is of the, the flesh right? But let's understand what Yehovah's will is. What is his good, pleasing, and perfect will for our lives? And that's what we see back there in uh, Romans chapter 12, you know, one of my favorite scriptures, chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of Elohim's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to Elohim. This is your true and proper worship, Don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what Elohim's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. So, you know, there's one last scripture of ours just uh, bouncing all over the place uh, that I want to go to. And that's in Philippians uh, chapter 1. Verse 9, it says, therefore, Elohim exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name. At the name of Yeshua, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Yeshua, the Messiah, is Lord to the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. So what do we want to experience within this Life. You know, we want to recognize who Messiah is. We want to exalt him. We want to proclaim who he is and see his victory for the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. So we acknowledge Yeshua as Lord. And, you know, for him to be our Lord, you know, he's Lord over our lives, he's Lord over our decisions. By the Ruach HaKodesh, by the Spirit, we need the Spirit. So now let's go back and read verse 5 again. I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But then in verse 6, it says, if you do not remain in me. Now this is just like the blessing and curses we see in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Here's Moses telling the people, listen. This is the good this is the good things to do. You do this, you get blessed. If you do the other, you get cursed. And there's a lot more curses than there is <laughs> consequences to the curses, to what there is in the blessing. So you've got choice, even as a born-again believer. So what choices are we making to our devotion in the presence of Yahovah? Are we truly pressing in? Do we want to experience the richness of the Spirit. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. So what's it saying? Listen, the works and the things that you are doing, they're not fruitful. So how do I know if I'm being fruitful? You ask yourself the question, are people being nourished through Messiah in me? Is the nourishment of Yeshua coming through my life, ministering into the hearts of others? You know, because the, the works of the flesh don't produce fruit. You know, I liked one example. Uh, I, I heard one guy talk about, um, you know, you, you got an apple. You know, you can have an actual apple, a real apple, yeah? You know, the, the one you bite into is fruit, the apple fruit. You know, and what's in it, it's a seed and it produces more fruit, right? But if you've got an apple watch, <laughs> you know, that's not going to produce you know, after itself, you know, you're not going to see fruitfulness. It might have the same name, but it's not going to have the same blessing. So my prayer today is that we understand the blessing of his word and we want his word to be planted in us. Verse seven, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. If you remain in me, And my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. And that's my prayer today. And that's my encouragement in the midst of difficulty and even challenging situations. Listen, what does the devil want to do? He wants to steal, kill and uh, destroy. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. He wants to take you out, but you have Messiah dwelling within you. You have authority in the Ruach HaKodesh. So you can come against the assignments of the enemy and say you have no authority over my life. You have no authority. You can come against them in the mighty name of Yeshua. Why? Because Messiah dwells within you. Okay, it's very different on our stand and our position of where we are today. It's it's my, to my Father's glory that we bear much fruit, showing ourselves to be His disciples. And that's what uh, I love about this portion of Scripture, that we just take time to slow down and realize that the love we have for one another is vitally important. We need to be people who care for the needs of others. We need to be people who minister into the needs of others, that we can share the love of Yeshua everywhere we can. But let's share it from the basis of the spirit, not from the flesh. You know, I don't need your good information. I hope this is helpful to you. Uh, Maybe this will help. I don't know. What's the spirit saying? What are you hearing by the Ruach HaKodesh? You want to see transformation, then you watch as the spirit flows and the Ruach HaKodesh starts bringing transformation within people's hearts. You know, a good idea might come to pass, but an idea that comes from the throne room of heaven is going to come to pass. You know, we've got to wage war with the prophetic word. We've got to wage war with what the spirit has spoken to your heart. So whose report are you going to believe? Are we going to believe what people see or logic and reason wants to tell you? Or do we believe the report of Yehovah? Oh, you know, Moses, we went into the land. There's giants in the land. Oh, they're so big. Oh, the fruit was so big. Oh, we were like grasshoppers. Whose report are you going to believe? What is the word of promise? And if we are called to be overcomers, If you're trying to be an overcomer just to satisfy your flesh, then you missed it. We are to be overcomers, to bring forth nourishment to the body of Messiah. That's what fruitfulness is all about. So in everything we do, are we nourishing the needs of others? In everything we do, are we seeking to grow deeper in the spirit, deeper in the things of Yehovah? So that we can be a greater asset to the body of Messiah, so the love of Yahovah can be seen. And uh, I'm trying to turn the pages here with this dog on me here. <laughs> you know, uh, as as we we're reading in Ephesians chapter five, you know, uh, um, about where where was the verse we we're reading in Ephesians? I thought it was chapter five. Yeah, Ephesians five. Yeah, down there in verse nine. Yeah, for the fruit of uh, of the of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. But what we are seeing, you know, in the book of Ephesians, by the way, you read the book of Ephesians. it's, it's Paul proclaiming the same gospel as Yeshua. It's powerful. It really is amazing because there's no contradictions in the message. He's taken Genesis to Revelation and stitching it all together. But what do we see in chapter four? We see the importance of the unity and maturity of the body. So what what causes maturity? Uh, it's the age. It's the time of going deeper. It's like that little tree I remember my mum planting the little apple tree that looked like it had no power, no authority. It turns out it grows up so big, so strong. It's producing so much fruit. It's pruned back, you know, on an ongoing basis. It's producing so much fruit that its root systems are so powerful it can knock a wall down. Right? It's mature and it's its branches can carry a lot more fruit so that nourishment can be given to those who eat from the tree. And we want to eat from the tree of life, yeah? From Yeshua. We want to partake from him. So as we go to the scripture, we wanna see the scripture through the eyes of Messiah so that we experience the richness of the fruitfulness of what he wants to do within our lives. But what do we need today? We need the body of Messiah to grow up not as just a whole bunch of individuals all over the world, but to grow up as the body, hallelujah, that we walk together, that we share together, that we press in together, we experience the richness of Elohim together. So Messiah himself gave apostles, he gave prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, uh, to equip the people for the works of service so the body of Messiah may be built up. Um, so what are we seeing here? He wants to bring us to a place of unity of the faith. So right now we see so much division within the body. We see so many, oh, this. Oh, you're, you're following Torah this way, I follow Torah that way. You say this name, I say that name. Uh, you know, you're part of this denomination, that denomination. And we understand one thing. If you truly are born again of the Spirit, you are saved. You're born again of the Spirit. So how do we get to that place where we reach the unity and the faith? Because this is where Messiah is taking us to. So look, if you get in the flesh, you get in the flesh, you try and fix everybody. Okay, listen, you know, you're a Baptist, let me talk to you about speaking in tongues, right? You're going to have to get this down, right? <laughs> no, that that's not what, what you need to do. What we've got to do is we've got to love people right where they are and allow the work of the Spirit to flow. What nourishment can you give to a believer that doesn't walk like you walk? Maybe they offend you at some of the things they do. What nourishment can you bring to them? How can you love them? How can you share with them? So, what? What? yes, of course, there is order of truth. There is order of the doctrine of the scripture. Of course. I'm not denying that in any shape or form. But one thing I do understand, I do understand that if it wasn't for the grace of Yehovah, where would I be today? You know... I haven't had all the answers. I still don't have all the answers. We need each other, yeah? And we might not agree. We even see within the book of Acts disagreement between the apostles on how they see things and how they're trying to work things out. And, you know, we might not agree on everything, but where is our heart concerning the love of Yehovah? Yes, we want to nourish. We want to get to that place of maturity. And my question to each and every one of us today is, are we committed to press in? Are we committed to go deeper? And as you go deeper, don't go deeper just for yourself, because that's the flesh. Oh, brother, I'm in the word. No, you're in the word for yourself. That's called selfishness. That's not selflessness. It's selfishness. Oh, I know this. I've memorized the first 12 books of the Bible. I've memorized. Look, how do we delve deeper so that we produce more fruit so we can bring more nourishment to the body of Messiah? That's what I'm praying for today, that the Holy Spirit will take us deeper, that what we are learning, we're learning because we want to walk a greater walk in the richness of Messiah. I want to see the dead raised. I want to see the elementary, uh, you know, demons, uh, uh, deliverances and transformation of, of people who are being attacked by the enemy. We have authority in the spirit in the mighty name of Yeshua. We have authority over the principalities over nations. Oh, brother, no, ah. Oh. Look, I'm just trying to work out. uh, You know, listen. Let's get out the flesh and recognize the authority the Father has given us. So, how do we activate that authority? And someone might activate it in one way, and someone might say, "Well, I don't know if I like the way you're activating your authority." (laughs) You know, but you know, it's if we are humbling ourselves before Yahovah, and we allow Him to rise up within us, guess what will happen? And it's like Al, happens to Al all the time. He'll just be doing something and just trying to behave himself. And before (laughs) he knows it, then he's singing some song down the old blooming, what's it called? Home Depot, right? And everyone's listening to him, wherever he goes. And where does that boldness come from? It's by the spirit. But many times inside Al's little head, He's like, oh, no, I don't really want to do that today. I just want to get some plasterboard and some wood. And I'm just trying to get this job finished. And here, you know, now he's got to go witness. He's got to share. He's got to sing another song. And then three songs later, you know, and praying for a bunch of people. This is what happens. So what's taking place? It's the fruitfulness. It's like Russell with his rap that he sent me yesterday. Brilliant, Russell. Absolutely brilliant. You know, where does that come from? Where, where does it... What's happening uh, in our minds when we are meditating on the word, we're receiving his word, then what happens? We open our mouth and he fills it and we're called to move by the spirit. We're called to walk by the spirit. So I don't want to let these things go over John chapter 14, 15 and 16. I want to encourage you, meditate on these chapters and ask the Holy Spirit, listen, the reason why I'm delving in is not because I want to be a selfish Christian or a believer. I'm delving in because I want to go deeper in you, Messiah, so that I can bring nourishment to the body. Father, these are my hands. These are my feet. I want you to use my hands, use my feet. I want the mind of Messiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want the wisdom of the Spirit to flow from my life so that when someone's in a crisis situation, in a difficult place, something is happening, that the word of the Spirit will come forth and not the word of the flesh. We'll hear clearly what the Ruach HaKodesh is saying. doesn't matter what we go through. The wisdom of the Spirit is powerful. And, uh, you know, That's when we start operating outside of our pay grade, yeah? (laughs) Because it's not about your pay grade. You've got Messiah living in you, yeah? He is the answer. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And, And we need to get this muddy water sorted out because I really believe the reason why we have the Spirit is so that we can operate with an authority that's beyond our ability, and I don't care how much knowledge you have. I don't care how many years you studied. If you're not by the spirit, then all of it is just like a bunch of uh, branches that's just going to be burnt up. Why? Because it's all about your understanding, your your walk, your way. But if you're not nourishing others, we're missing it. And the Father wants us to be those that have love for one another that we will nourish others. So Father, we want to thank you for your word. Thank you for the authority that comes into our life by the Ruach HaKodesh. And Father, we all recognize that we are weak. We are weak. We don't have the ability. Father, we fail in so many places. Father, I don't know why you use us because we know ourselves and we know what our weaknesses are, but Father, we submit to you and we diligently seek you with all of our heart and all of our soul and even in the midst of our brokenness. Father, bring us to that place of maturity. May we grow up in the Spirit in a powerful way that we will walk in the authority of the Spirit. We want the Father to be glorified because we are fruitful because we have yielded to the Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, we give you permission to reign in us. We give you permission to operate through our lives, Father. We we just we ask Father that you use us to minister to the broken, to bring order, to bring love, to bring uh, uh, just the heart of your Spirit to a broken generation. We stand upon your promises today. Your promises are yes and amen. We thank you for the fruit singular of the Spirit. We just proclaim over our lives the love of Elohim, the joy of Elohim, the peace, the shalom of Elohim, the forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We just say, Father, this all belongs to us by the Spirit. We have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. We have crucified them, and we choose to live by the Spirit. We choose to keep in step with the Spirit, that we will uh, seek to walk in a way to be a blessing to others, that we will nurture others, and bring edification to the body of Messiah in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. Thank you, Father. Oh, man, the presence of Yehovah is so strong here today. What a blessing uh, just to share this and, and just, you know, this is why Bulldozer Faiths Living, living life in the spirit. This is what it's all about. You know, it's about making that stand Uh, that we will see his kingdom come and his will done. I haven't seen all the promises come to pass that the father's given. You know, there's hope that we have in Messiah. And this is not hope that we see in Proverbs chapter 12, the hope of the wicked. What will happen? That will die with the wicked. But the hope of the believer will bring forth fruitfulness. We will see that hope revealed well we don't have all the answers today we don't have everything in place today but we do have the guaranteed seal of the spirit dwelling within us so i'm going to open things up in in a, a second uh for us to share i just want to give you an update on what's happening in israel um like i said we've had a lot of rain today but at the same time we've had the rain we've had missiles raining on us as well uh, especially in the north we've had a very few uh, missiles in the south, but uh, the the work that the IDF are doing within Gaza, dealing with the tunnel structures um, and uprooting Hamas, just keep our troops in prayer. We've got believers right on the front line as well. Friends of ours that are on the front line and just keep them in prayer as well. I shared with you the last time about one believer uh who had his legs blown off, and you know it's it's not easy. people are sacrificing their lives uh just dealing with this spirit of what's going on, and that's why, as the body of Messiah, we have authority to stand in the gap and pray. It's the prayer of the sense that that uh, means so much. we are called to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We are called to pray for the land and for the whole house of Israel. Hallelujah. So that's what we do. We stand upon the promises of Yehovah. So I appreciate everyone that's praying, standing with us as uh, you know, we're really pressing in prayer, especially over the North, because we know that uh, Hezbollah has to be taken care of. We can't have Hezbollah still in operation because many people will not go back to their homes knowing that you've got a more dangerous enemy than Hamas, uh, just one, not even a kilometer from your house. That's how close. You know, I've stood up in those um, uh, kibbutz and the Moshavs right on the border looking into Lebanon, and you're just standing on one hill just looking into a valley, and then there's Lebanon. And, you know, they're, they're firing mortars, uh, all day, I think we've had about eighteen uh, missiles have come in uh, to the towns in Israel. We've also had uh, drones uh, loaded up with bombs have been flying in, which the IDF have been taken out with the air force. So anyway, look, it's still a difficult situation. You don't know what's going to happen one moment to the next. Uh, you don't know when everything's going to erupt in the north it's like waiting for a volcano you know what they're all going through in iceland yeah look at all those earthquakes in iceland what's happening there and they're just waiting when is the volcano going to explode is it going to be five minutes ten minutes or six months you know so that's what it's like but i know there's a cleansing that has to happen here in the land but it's also time for us to pray for yeshua to be revealed in the land of Israel. So we've got our letters of hope in Hebrew. That is on the website as well. Uh, The QR codes we have on here, Uh, if you go on bulldozeoffaith.com, you can see under our letter of hope, under our outreach evangelism section, uh, you'll see a, a, a banner for the Hebrew version as well. Send that to your friends that just speak Hebrew. Uh, but also print out the English version and we're giving them out now sharing letters of hope uh with people what a blessing um you know it's it's so exciting you know because that that's our number one call isn't it to share the love of Yeshua and to tell people in the land it's time to repent and accept Messiah that Yeshua is the Messiah hallelujah